0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right, this is fascinating. Uh, Joining us uh, in studio right now is David Dickinson, Niagara College's head distiller. Niagara College uh, late last week announced that they have unveiled Canada's first student-crafted vodka. What, what kid doesn't want to get into this course? Uh, to talk more about all of this, David Dickinson, uh, Niagara College's head distiller, is with us now. David, thanks for joining us. I appreciate this. So, uh, wow, where do I start with this? How many, uh, uh, I guess Niagara College first got into the winery game and started doing that? So give us a little, give us a rundown on what they do provide, and then we'll get to this as far yes, as courses and so, like this. Uh...
1: Niagara College has a number of different uh, different programs related to the food and beverage industry. They have yeah. the CFWI, the Canadian Food and Wine Institute, mm-hmm. um, and and we're another branch underneath there for about. I think it's coming up on the 20-year anniversary of the of the wine center wow, there.
0: It's, it's already 20 years. Yeah. Man, yeah.
1: Um, so that program's been around for about 20 years. They've had the wine business management for just under 10, and the brewery's been, uh, I think, about eight years, nine years, something right. in, in that range. So this is the next extension, uh, logical extension, which is uh, the Spirit's Arms. So we've got a functional distillery down there, which is really exciting. How
0: popular are these courses? How difficult is it, is it to get into these courses?
1: Yeah, I believe we had about 120 students Supply for the first yeah. cohort. Um, yeah. I think the numbers are still coming in yeah. for this next one. I'm not in admissions, so I'm not right. 100% sure, but um, we, we took uh, 16 students of that first 120. Um, 16. And six, so the first the first cohort was 16. Yeah. Uh, we'll be going with 20 students right. moving forward, but it's a very right. small class size. Sure. Um... It's a sm- small facility. We've got yeah. a 2,500-square-foot facility at, sure. at, on campus. Um, but in order to be hands-on and actually get the practical experience of everything, mm-hmm. it has to be a small class size. So uh, is there any
0: difficulty w- teaching this stuff? Is there any hurdles you have to jump through legally in order to be able to do this?
1: Uh, <clears throat> certainly, we, we have uh, on campus, our, our facility is a commercial facility, mm-hmm. so we have to... F- go through all the red tape that any other distillery would have so we need 5 to 7 different licenses at least. Yeah. Um we, we Which I s- guess
0: is all part of the course too would it not absolutely. be? Absolutely. So
1: yeah. so in the first semester we have a legal and regulatory class which covers as, as much of that as you can. Yeah. <laughs> in in a in a classroom setting, um there's a lot of variables so once you go into the real world you're going to be looking back at your notes mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how to navigate all these things but it's um certainly um Taxation and and government is a huge part of what we do. So when
0: did the distilling part of this start? How long has this program been running?
1: So the distillery kind of was opening simultaneously with the program starting. So- Basically, we-, we So this our, is your first year? This is our first year of the program. Right. Um, I made the transfer from Dylan Small Batch Distillers in Beamsville. I was the head distiller there. Um, I decided I really wanted to teach. I love the people, great spirits, everything like that. But um, I had a passion to teach. And, and this was an, a really roundabout way of getting into teaching. but wow. But I've enjoyed it so far. So
0: let's talk about your background. Yeah. So you're a distiller from the private industry then. Yes. So give us a bit of how did you get into that?
1: So... Uh, I lucked out. So I, I was uh, friends uh, with Jeff from university, I right. lived with his younger brother and we had some courses together and we played on the same hockey team. Right. I was a reliable defenseman and, and that, <laughs> that that transferred into being a reliable distiller. I have a, a, a master's of environmental sustainability, but I also have an undergrad in biology. I have a, um, an honor special in biology. And a science background is really great for distilling. I was going
0: to say, how does this all help?
1: Yeah. So the science background is amazing. It informs everything that I do. Um, you look at problems in a different way, yeah. and and it kind of gave me the fast track to learning the type of distillations uh, that we're doing. So chemistry is great. Yeah. Um, engineering. Did you can ever be great. think you
0: would get into distilling though?
1: Uh, no. That it, it was. Uh, I was uh, on course to to take on my environmental degree somewhere yeah. or, or, or maybe uh, something that combined the two. I had right. worked briefly at uh, the Niagara region as a co-op placement right. during that program. I thought that that could be a, could be a, a way of going. And then uh, Jeff called me up out of the blue and said, hey, I need a distiller. I need somebody reliable that can learn this really fast. How
0: how long? Did, how do you learn how to be a distiller?
1: Um, so, well, you take the program now, but yeah, uh, yeah. up until that <clears throat> point- Because uh, there was
0: no program then. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a family taught, family run yeah. business.
1: So, so if you're looking at the history mm-hmm. of distillation, most places it's your grandpa's grandpa learned yeah. from yeah. this guy who learned, you know, and and you're tracing back almost almost a lineage. Yeah. Um, the craft distilling movement suddenly there's been this explosion of uh, education. The same kind of thing happened in in brewing, but they're several years ahead of us. Right. Um, suddenly, all this information is is out there, and you, you say, well. You know, you start dispelling some of these myths, like I'm not going to suddenly cause everyone to go blind with moonshine or blindness <laughs> if I know what I'm doing. There's there's a whole history behind that. Yeah. But,
0: um, and explosions. What's with the explosions? Are things always blowing up at distilleries?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, there was one recently in, in, uh, in uh, eastern Canada, which they still haven't released all the information on right. it, to my knowledge. Um, but the previous two that we'd been hearing about um, – there was there was one where somebody made kind of a uh, a careless decision mm. which was to repair their own still right the other one that I'd heard of nobody was hurt so mm-hmm. they were running the facility with nobody there oh. so those are two big no-nos in right, in right. in my industry at least uh, at Niagara College we have a really advanced gas detection system right so if if something something goes yeah. wrong and we've got ethanol in the air, mm-hmm. before it's even dangerous, alarms are going off, right. lights are flashing, and uh, it's it's increasing the, the, the ventilation system. Right. So uh, there's also an emergency stop if it's a real problem. Um, but really, the distiller is the first line of defense, any kind of... If you've smelt a smelt a glass of uh, of alcohol before that's over twenty percent, you you feel it right away. You know when it's yeah. It's the same kind of idea when that's when you're actually in the distillery. Mm-hmm. If there's some kind of leak or something like that, Something's you know right. yeah, yeah. you know long before it's it's dangerous. So
0: how long were you in the private industry before you started teaching
1: this? Uh, five years uh, solid experience. So how do you get good at this? Uh, one is having a good mentor. So so yeah. Jeff. Jeff, uh, he traveled the world learning about distilling. He did his education before right? Before taking that leap. He took four or five years mm-hmm. traveling, learning everything he could about the industry, going to craft distilleries, especially in the States. Uh, there weren't really any craft yeah. distilleries when he started out. Um, and uh, so he passed on a lot of that knowledge. My job was to be a sponge and mm-hmm. pick up as much as I could. Um, Harriet Watt has a has a program in in Europe, but there hasn't really been anything like that in yeah. Canada. So this is the the we're kind of the only game in town. There's smaller mm. courses you can take. Um, there's a, a course through Lallemand, um called the Alcohol School, but um, and there's. I also took a absinthe distilling course at Moonshine University, um, but there's all these little two days. Where's that? That's down in Kentucky, really. So it's wow. down in Bourbon Country. <laughs> that that was a fun. That's how they do it. That was a fun weekend. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah.
0: I can imagine. So, um, what made you decide to leave the private industry and decide to teach at uh, Niagara College?
1: Um, really, it was the drive to want to teach the next generation yeah. of distillers. Um, <clears throat> I. I I have a, a pension for education yeah. uh, based on my background, and and I, I thought I was always enjoying the teaching aspect, even at the o- at Dylan's Distillery. I'd be right. training other distillers, other people, yeah. um, and I love giving tours. I liked informing the public, um, and it all kind of it worked out. Nice it was a good fit time. for you. Yeah. yeah, it was a really great fit for me, and I feel like I'm a good fit now for the Now, is your program. boss
0: upset that you took uh, the knowledge that he gave you and you're taking it to school uh, as opposed to his place?
1: Well, I I, I, I I, think he's been very supportive of me. Yeah. He didn't have to be, but he, he has been very supportive of me. Um, but having a, a well-developed craft industry is actually beneficial to, mm-hmm. to Dylan's as well as everyone else. If you start having um, poor distillates that are, are released that – you know, hurt, hurt or taint the craft idea, it's actually a big detriment to his business Mm. because then aren't, people aren't excited about distilling. Unlike, unlike beer or wine where you get a cool bottle and you know, if it's a bad bottle, it's gone. Yeah. That, that stares at you at your shelf until, until you give it to friends or, or, or whatever. So, um you want to have a well-developed industry because it, it just kind of starts that snowball rolling and gets more people interested so uh,
0: this course if you were to take it how long is it how extensive is it is it like a part-time thing is it a full-time thing
1: it's it's uh, I would consider it a full-time thing people yeah. people do have side jobs while they're working but it's right. an eight month program right Um you're in class uh, six hours a week, right. actually distilling and mashing and, mm-hmm. and producing spirits. Um, I'm teaching practical distilling first semester and quantitative spirit analysis. Um, there's legal courses. There's management courses. Uh, but one of the coolest courses we have is a capstone project. Uh, it's a capstone course with a, a major project, which is creating your own spirit. Mm-hmm. So students have actually started from scratch, said, I want to make... Uh, we've got an agave spirit, we've got a smoked whiskey type spirit, we've got uh, gins, liqueurs, we've, we've got a whole different right. variety of things and you get to have your own creative touch and actually make something. So each student would actually Every make single their own. Every student, yeah. Wow. Holy smokes. a lot of work.
0: <laughs> who, who is taking this course? Who would have signed up for this course?
1: Um, so we've got a wide variety of, of different students. We've got people that want to start their own distilleries all the way to people that want to be brand ambassadors, people that want to distill.
0: Are these people that already perhaps have a leg in the industry or are they people there's, who just, wow, know, I'm the lucky first one to get into this course? There's
1: a couple people like that. There's a couple people that have done a lot of research, yeah. said... I want to make my own craft distillery, (laughs) and this is going to be the best first step. I'm going to understand everything about not only the production methods, but everything that it's going to take to build a business. Um, And then on on the other side of that, you've got people that kind of said, I think distilling would be fun. And (laughs) you have to have a certain background to be able to get into the program. But um,
0: what sort of prerequisite do you need to get in?
1: Um, Right now, um, you need some type of post-secondary education. Um, Science degrees, at least in my opinion, are, right. are are favorable. Something that has to do with uh, fermentation. So sciences. you're not taking
0: kids out of high school for this?
1: Th- not not as of right not now. At this point, yeah. um, I, I'd love to see pe- more people that have a brewing background and a winemaking background because I think it's another great yeah. piece. And with people being educated o- on campus in those disciplines, yeah. I think that there's going to be a number of students that sign up from those programs. I was going
0: to say, do you, are you do you see that one uh, students going from one to the other to the other just to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean.
1: Time will tell what right. what kind of uh, meshing we'll end up having in a few years. But uh, but certainly in, in in the short term, I have at least one brewing student this year, and I've had five or six that said that they were going to apply for the next uh, semester. That's cool.
0: So is it di- more difficult to start uh, your, from scratch with your own spirits, your own beer, or your own wine?
1: Um, they all have their different right. challenges to entry. So... Uh, certainly the equipment is the equipment and licensing is is definitely uh difficult for right. um for the spirits industry right wine especially if you're trying to go the vqa route which right. you more or less should yeah. <laughs> in yeah, ontario yeah. Mm-hmm. you have a certain barrier of entry which is the amount of land you have to own and you have to own it in in niagara right uh, so right now i think brewing has the least barrier to entry right that's a physical barrier yeah but also it's a very developed market there's so many great beers and great breweries in Ontario that you have a certain level of competition. So wine also has a level of competition. Yep, yep. Uh, spirits, there's a we went from kind of maybe five craft distilleries when I was right. when I was hired on at Dillon's to over fifty now. Really, we, and it's different places within the licensing, and you may not see them all in the LCBO, but there's a lot of places that are just either on the cusp or or about to about to have their full license and release things.
0: Now, you were talking about how each student uh, throughout the course will eventually get to do their own. What is this that you have in front of us? And I love the name, School Spirits.
1: Yeah, so... uh. So that was already in place. I can't take credit for that, Unfor- the naming, uh, unfortunately. Who thought but, of that? Uh, I believe that was uh, my boss, Steve Gill. Oh, yeah. I, I think he get, deserves credit, although it could be in concert with the right. uh, the marketing team. The the marketing team helped design the, the label. So School Spirit, and we also have uh, the trademark on Spirit 101, which will be a, a, oh, another, very cool. another fun line. But uh, we have a vodka in front of us. So this was um, distil- mashed, fermented, distilled from corn and barley it was made by the students um, with our all within the the yeah. on campus at Niagara College which is So, so this cool. is the first batch. So this is the this is the first batch of vodka that we've made. This is the second spirit we've released. We right. also did a grape-based spirit. So um, the teaching winery, the mm-hmm. Niagara College teaching winery made some wine and then we we were then able to distill that, and we had a, a cool distillation process. Because you can take the, product, the
0: byproduct from wine and distill it, correct? Right. Yeah. And this
1: was this was actually two birds with one stone. Here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, if if any wine goes bad, there's a standing standing order. <laughs> Ship it down that, there. That says, send it to me. I'll <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make, magic make something out of fun it. of it. Yeah. There you go. So uh, I may not be able to make a brandy out of it, but right. I could also distill it to a neutral percentage, like a vodka, and make right. a gin, a liqueur. Your world's your oyster yeah. as far as dis- s- distilled spirits are you, concerned. but yeah, you, you
0: obviously have experience in this, and mm-hmm. the students are creating it. How do you know when it's good, and good or bad? Um,
1: tasting it. That, that's it, eh? <laughs> That That's the end of the day. So um, there, there's certain parameters we're trying to hit. We're trying to distill it up to a certain percentage of alcohol with vodka. So right. vodka is essentially, it's a spirit where you've stripped all the flavor, right. separated it from the alcohol. And the way you're doing that is with boiling. Right. So... Ethanol has a boiling point, water has a boiling point. There's a hundred other things that have a boiler boiling point in the same range right. as ethanol, and we're trying to separate those. So the closer you get to the boiling point of ethanol, the higher the percentage alcohol, the less flavor you get. Right. So vodka, you're just trying to strip all the flavor out. Right. I could use the same base, distill it to a lower percentage, I could have a whiskey. Right. I could distill it to neutral, I could infuse botanicals, I could make a gin. I can I can make a lot of different things starting with the same point, but with this one, we're trying to strip out all the flavor. Now, do you sell this? We just started selling this last week. I don't know how much is left, but right. it's it's flying off the shelves. We will be making this. This is something that we plan on having as a core spirit. Right. So it will continue to be produced.
0: So this is in outlets, in LCBO outlets. This or just is through? just at Niagara College. Just at Niagara College. We, we did
1: a really small batch, right. 150 bottles. The equipment we have, we're running five fifty-liter stills. Yeah. So it's it's tiny. It, this stuff must
0: be hundred bucks a bottle.
1: Oh, it's, it's, it's not that bad. Not that bad. It's uh, it's twenty eight dollars a, a yeah. bottle. dollars a bottle. Wow. Um, but it, it's a lot of work that that goes into something of, of this this uh this, this scale. Yeah.
0: So where does this go from here? This is your first year. What happens in the future?
1: So um, we're we're doing barrel aging right now. We're we're set to fill barrels tomorrow and the next day actually yeah. with with some different spirits. Um, eventually we'll have. Whiskey, we'll have brandy, we'll have uh, rum, we'll have gin, and and a lot of other stuff. Um, the idea behind this distillery is primarily to teach students. So the the commercial yeah. aspect it's is just a fringe benefit. Yeah, it, it's, <coughs> it's 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 more a fringe recovery. We're just right. trying to sure. we're trying to um, allow the students to to have a creative learning experience yeah. and still be able to recoup some of those costs. It's not. Uh,
0: you must be uh, very proud of this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Um, it took a lot of work and and, yeah. and uh, starting out at a distillery is not an easy thing so uh, we, we've had to navigate the challenges and um, now will the, this
0: be in stores eventually or will this just be sold through the college?
1: Most likely the the capacity that we're running yeah. will mostly be stored through the sold through the college, although and the
0: students are probably buying most of it up.
1: Uh, actually, it's the faculty that I got to <laughs> worry about. Um, everybody's been so excited; they've seen the building being constructed, yeah. everything else. Um, so, you know, the students' blood, sweat, and tears are in this, yeah. and, and I'm sure there some of it is is, is them. But the, there's a certain number of faculty that they're the ones sending me emails saying, "When's it released?" That's When's it
0: hilarious. Released. <laughs> Uh, David Dixon has been with us. Niagara College's head distiller. Niagara College, uh, late last week, announced that they have unveiled Canada's first student-crafted vodka. It's available at the college. It's called School Spirits, small batch. Uh, great idea! What a you, you seem very excited and passionate about all this. You must be a great teacher.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very
0: much. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for coming in, and good luck with all of this. Thanks for having me. And if me. people want to find out, I guess all on the Niagara College website and how you can mm-hmm. find out all these about all these courses. Yeah,
1: Niagara College website is is great, or or come and visit us down on campus and you can actually take something home. (laughs) All
0: right. David Dixon's been with us. Niagara College's head distiller uh, just unveiled their first batch of student-crafted vodka. Congratulations. The Scott Thompson Show. Weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.